Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode. I'm really jazzed to bring you this one today and it is ideal for home services companies like HVAC, electrical, plumbing, any type of company that services a home, especially if you wanna learn how to market during the slow times of the year to drive sales and keep things humming during the inevitable slowdown periods. I'll get back to that in a second. I wanna first, for any loyal listener of the show, I wanna just fill you in briefly on what's happened with me over the last week. Uh, so you have some context for uh, some of what you're gonna hear in the episode today. So let's see, this was last Tuesday or Wednesday, got my wife tested. Unfortunately, my wife tested positive for COVID. I hauled all four kids, over to Kaiser and we all got tested and surprisingly we were all negative. Now the difficult thing is as you know you have to keep the person who's sick quarantined and so we did all of that in our house and I have basically been looking after the four kids and that has been more than a full-time job as many of you know but it is compounded by the fact that I have to keep them away from my wife which is not easy with four little ones. So Anywho, that's what's been going on with me. I think we're coming out of it now. We're actually headed back in today as I record this. It's the second week of August here. We're going to go back in and get tested again and just make sure that everything still looks good. And if so, then we will start to put the exit out of quarantine plan into place and hopefully put this behind us, at least for my wife. So hope you're all doing okay. I know this is with the Delta variant a very difficult time for a lot of people throughout the United States here. And so I hope you and your loved ones are safe and that you're doing what's right for you and your community. So anywho, back to the podcast today. This is a inside view into an event that we held last week. I was actually just starting to feel sick at this time. And it's a mastermind that brings together numerous home services companies. And it's an event held by the best postcards. I've mentioned them on the show before. Go to thebestpostcards.com if you want to find out more. They're a rapidly growing, very successful print company that focuses on home services. They happen to be the preferred vendor for Service Roundtable, CEO Warrior. They work with household names like True Green, Terminex. They have 700 or so active home service clients using a very unique direct mail strategy that's creating predictable ROI positive sales growth for their companies. And part of their unique model, in addition to how they use direct mail to achieve these results, is the gathering of these folks, this mastermind that they do, that I get to moderate, that allows them to share information with the industry to help the folks in HVAC, electrical, plumbing, home service industry to learn from each other in order to grow sales. So you're going to be hearing perspectives on the industry that are helpful for you if you're in the home services business, especially something called shoulder season. If you don't know what that is, or if you've heard that and you wanna know how others are addressing that, you need to listen to the episode today. Now, if you happen to service these types of companies, then this is also going to give you very valuable insight into how they think and how progressive companies like the Best Postcards are addressing the most pressing needs that these organizations have. So I want you to listen to this. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, you know where to reach us. Enjoy the episode and let's get started. So we're going to be talking about a couple of different things that we think are very valuable to you and to this group that are here. Our goal is to help you drive more results, better results for your business, put cash in the bank. And that's a big goal behind why we do all of this. But secondly, one of the aspirations that Drew and his team have here is that we build an ecosystem 
of colleagues and friends and folks that you can begin to get to know on a personal basis to help build an ecosystem, a support mechanism that's going to help drive your business forward. That's really the goal behind this gathering. So I believe this is a really unique angle of what Drew and his company bring to the table here. And it's my job as the moderator today to help build this sense of community. It's not gonna happen right away. Over time though, we hope that it continues to improve and that we bring you more and more value as we get into um, each of these sessions. Here's what, what's on the agenda today. First of all, I'm gonna do another minute or two of housekeeping. There's a contest that I wanna uh, tell you about that's going to help make today even more exciting, hopefully, uh, for many of you. So we're gonna start there. And then second, I'm gonna bring on Andrew, and he's going to give you some insight into kind of what he's seeing across the industry. Some interesting observations that I think you wanna hear and I think you want to pay attention to given the hundreds and hundreds of service businesses like yours that he's able to see across. So he's going to talk to us for a moment about something that he's seeing. And then third, we're going to get into September's new mailer. I know that's still a little ways away, but we want to make sure we're early and that we get this uh, teed up for you. We're going to be hearing from Tom Casey. I've got a short little uh, video that I'm going to play of his that's going to help give you some insight into what we've got planned and help you understand how we're gonna be driving results for you. And then depending on where we're at time-wise, as you came into the session, I've got it all printed out here, you all submitted questions and uh, expressed areas of interest. And what we're gonna to try to do is spend a few minutes at the end dialoguing on some of the top questions that came out. And uh, this is one of the sections that folks say is most valuable to them because they get to hear from their peers. What I wanna do now is I wanna bring Andrew onto the air. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to meet today. And I'd love to hear from you for a few moments what you're seeing across the industry that you think um, is useful to the group that's gathered here today. Dave, thanks for hosting this. Lou, once again, I hate you because you always look so handsome and it makes me sick. And I wanna present something new for possible September mailer, get some feedback. I know uh, this is brought to my attention by Keith Hillegas who decided to join us tonight. And it's something that we've been working towards getting done and um, hoping that we'll be able to present this to you tonight and that we get the answers that we need tomorrow to know that we get this out timely for you. Because if it's not gonna be timely, we're not gonna do it this month, we'll pick another month. Just observations, I was on the phone today with Dave Yoho. I know mostly everybody here is home service related. We're opening up for our home improvement business and he made some really good points that I thought would share because I thought it would be good for both industries or most industries. We've obviously gone through a series of events this year that are unlike anything that maybe we've seen in the past confluence of all types of things that really made for the people who were on top of it. A lot of people had amazing years from the backups, from products being back ordered to being four weeks out to COVID spending to people moving. So I just, he made two good points. One, which actually Lou and I had spoken about earlier this week is that for Someone who might have done, let's say, $3 million last year, and all of a sudden they had planned on doing 4.2 this year, and they're going to do 5 now, or 5.2, or whatever it is. Just be careful when you're setting up your budget for next year and being realistic as to what you're going to do, because that 6.2 might, I don't want to say it's fake, this pent-up buying that we have right now, it's not something we're going to see every year. It's an anomaly. 
to just be realistic as towards your goals for next year, because this, this isn't a typical year that you can expect. And the other thing that he said is that we're putting clients out three, four weeks at some point. I know there are certain people who are backed out a week because they're just uh, really good at having employees do all the things necessary. Lou, now is a really good time to manage expectations because when you're talking about your consumer and you're thinking about them being told that they have to wait four weeks for a product or they have to wait wait 12 weeks for windows or you're changing this, the relationship with the consumer who's not getting the instant gratification and is going to spend the next 30 days or 60 days or 90 days miserable because they can't get what they need to have done. But just be cognizant of it. Be cognizant that your consumer could be frustrated, whether they have cause or not. But when we tell them something's delayed, whether it's our fault or whether it's really the chain supply, it's all the same to them. They're miserable. So just keep that in mind. And it's always good to acknowledge that with people and know what they're going through. So they, un they understand that you care. That's cool, Andrew. Thank you for that. I'm going to move to the next uh, portion of the meeting here. And this is what we've had in development, what we're working on for September. The team's been hard at work here. I'm going to give uh, Drew an opportunity here in just a moment to talk a little bit about this uh, briefly to set up the idea. And as I mentioned at the start, we have a video that gives us a short kind of overview of what we've got lined up here. So I'm going to play that in just a moment, and then we're going to discuss it. But first, before I do that, Drew, I want to bring you back on. Let's just hear from you briefly, Drew, some thoughts on what we're preparing here for September, and then we'll go right into Tom's overview. So what we were thinking is one of our clients, partners, Keith, told us about a mailer that he did 10 years ago or whatever it was, like a one inch by three quarter inch sticker to the mailer, and basically put a picture of the thermostat. And if it's great for shoulder season and where you say we'll guarantee your thermostat for life, worst case scenario, if you had to give somebody a couple thermostats, the upside in this and the value of getting people to put the sticker somewhere on a thermostat and now be someone who you can sell product to and cross sell to is a great thing during shoulder season. But 99.9% of the time, it's not the thermostat, it's an underlying issue. But even if they do call you up and it is a thermos, that, that's now a client, that's a consumer who's going to buy other products from you. So I think it's a good way. I don't want to say what the, you know, how great the results are. Keith Hillegas could probably speak better to this. We're waiting to hear back from our supply chain, like I said, just to make sure that we can do this in time. But if so, I think it's a lot of people say, what do I do during the shoulder month? What do I do during the shoulder month? In September, when there's, it's 70 degrees and nobody needs air conditioning, nobody needs heat. And plumbing isn't just going to carry it. This is an idea that we want to roll with. We obviously will offer the regular proofs for people who don't want to do it. It's going to be a seven cent different in price if you decide to do it. And it's going to be a tight deadline because... What we want to do is we want to send every single sticker. So if there's, if there's 150 people doing this campaign, we want to send 150 stickers to print on like August 12th or 13th or 14th so that we get them all back on the 18th or 19th. And then we can actually append the stickers to the cards and get them out in the mail for you on a timely basis. The other thing is, just keep into consideration if you have any preference of mailing into Labor Day weekend or not mailing into Labor Day weekend, let us know. We can get it in home September 8th, September 9th, September 10th, or we, or if you approve early enough, then we can get you in home September 1st, September 2nd. But here's the sticker. It's going to be black and white. 
and it's just going to have the name of your company on it. It's going to have your phone number and then it's going to have a registration number. So there are no strings attached. We'll register your thermostats, all of them. It doesn't matter. They used to make you say, call us to, and if you want a, more stickers to put around your thermostat, but I think that's not really uh, something that's necessary. And all they have to do is give you the registration number and now they become an existing client. They go on our existing client list of who we are and we're able to market to them. I know initially Lou had some trepidations about doing something like this. So I'd love to hear Lou's thoughts on it. I'd also love Keith to speak to it as he's done it. Tom, I think you've done it before. And just know we're listening to you guys. And this was brought up to us and here's shoulder season. And I'm hoping my best that we'll be able to perform and get everything that we need. But we're going through supply restrictions right now. And we're waiting for a belt, literally a belt that'll allow us to flip the card over otherwise it would force us to put the late the sticker on the back of the postcard which if you guys are okay with we'll do but we'd like to put it on the front we can easily say the peel off the sticker on the back but just for aesthetic reasons i think it would be better on the front but we'll keep you in tune and we will ask for early earlier art approval and it's going to be a hard deadline because if we don't at least on the to confirm the stuff on the sticker we could probably go farther out on the mail, on the postcard part of it. But uh, I want to send the stickers all at once, get them back all at once, not doing it in, in, in shoddy deliveries. So let's do this, Drew. I think we'll bring on Tom and play the little video that he gave us that will add some context here. And then you mentioned Keith and uh, others. We'll see if there's any discussion that can be had after we take a look at what Tom has prepared here. So let me bring Tom on here. I'm going to go ahead and play this video, and then we'll have some discussion here. But looking sharp, Tom. Hey, I want to talk to you about our lifetime thermostat promotion that we're going to be running. We're going to put out a promotion, which we've done in the past, that offers people to call in. This time, we're also going to have the ability to register online as our plan, where they can register their thermostat and then be eligible for a free lifetime thermostat warranty. Meaning that if at any point while they own the home, since they've registered the thermostat with our company, they call up, they have no heat, no air, whatever, and there's a problem with the thermostat, we'll go out and replace that thermostat for free. Obviously, we have to go out there and diagnose it and confirm it is the thermostat. Now, a lot of questions come up. One of which is, oh my gosh, there's so many different thermostats. Some of these thermostats cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. And what are we going to do? We can't change everything. Right. We can't. So our lifetime thermostat warranty has a value associated with it. That value might be 300, 320, whatever that value is. And it changes by the mailer. But there's a limited value of the actual thermostat with which we'll replace. So what happens if they have a thermostat that's more expensive than that? or that we charge more for. Well, they get the credit for the free lifetime thermostat and they pay the difference. Now think about it, they get zero if they don't have the free lifetime thermostat. So even if you give them the 250 or 300 or whatever that value that we're offering is, and they've got to pay another 300 bucks, they would have paid five or 600 bucks, now they're paying half of that. So it's a deal in any way. And that's usually the biggest mindset we have to change is, oh my God, what are we gonna do? They're gonna be upset, they're gonna get mad, Hey, it's money for nothing. So not for nothing, but let's be realistic here. And it's not for everybody either. So if somebody doesn't want to do it, then don't register. Don't do it. Don't have us do it. Simple as that. So the other aspect of this is why in the world 
would we give away a free thermostat and not have that person as a club member, not have them as an existing customer, whatever the case may be? Crazy. Maybe not. Most people who have no air, no heat, some kind of problem, immediately the only thing they understand is the thermostat. And so their mind goes to maybe I have a bad thermostat. That leads to all the people who go to Home Depot and they try to change the thermostats themselves with DIY and they blow stuff up and everything because they think the thermostat must not be working. But we know as professionals that's seldom the case. It happens sometimes, but what are we going to say? 95%, 98%, 99% of the time, it's not the thermostat's malfunctioning, it's something else. So we want to be the guys who get the call whenever they have a problem with their heating and air that they think, hopefully, I get a free thermostat. Once we get out there, we're going to have to do our diagnostic and assess whether it is or isn't. More than 99% of the time, it's not. We say we've got good news, we've got bad news. The bad news is it's not your thermostat. The good news is it's your capacitor, it's your gas valve, it's your thing. And I'm here, and I've got one on my truck, and I can go ahead and take care of it for you. Now, what person who has no heat or air, whatever the situation is, how many are not going to have you, if you came out, you responded for free, you were honoring your commitment for the free thermostat warranty, what person's not going to trust you to implement the repairs? If they don't trust you, probably there's something else wrong with the process and it has nothing to do with this free lifetime thermostat guarantee. So that's the first thing. We want to be the person that they think of, hey, I have a warranty. Think like how a home warranty customer thinks. They don't want to have somebody come out because it might be covered by my home warranty. It's a free lifetime thermostat warranty to get into the same mindset. Very little risk to us. The next thing is this. They have to call or I'll go online and register it. What do they got to do? They got to give us their name, their address, their telephone number, their email, all the data so we can do what? So we can add them to our database. Then what happens? Then they're in our database. And so we can mail them postcards every month. We can email them. We can outbound call them. They called up and said, yes, I want a free lifetime thermostat warranty. So why not now build a relationship, build the trust so that we can say it's time for your AC tune-up. It's time for your plumbing inspection. It's time for your electrical inspection. It's time for your heating tune-up. We're the ones who have the free lifetime thermostat warranty. And oh, by the way, if we're out there in that tune-up and you need a thermostat, guess what? We're there. You had a free lifetime warranty. We either swap it out or give you a partial credit towards what you need. So this really is a high value thing with very little risk. And of course, the restrictions are always we can suspend at any time, but it's about being sticky. It's about being the one that they think of first, they trust the most, and they have some stake in the game, meaning like I get a free thermostat if it's my thermostat. So think about that. Think about how to shift the, the game. Think about how our competition will not be willing to do this. We're going someplace that takes a little bit bigger balls than some people have to do it. So we love to do that. Questions, let me know. Boom. <laughs> love it with the boom, especially at the end. Keith, I, I heard that you have some feedback or some thoughts on this, so I'd love to hear from you. Andrew was asking me for some new ideas, and I thought, I've got one for you. Let's try this. We tried it 10 years ago. We mailed out 28,000 mail pieces at the time. And the good news is I haven't given away one thermostat since then. We had multiple thousands. I can't even tell you people that called our office, blew our phone lines up. 
clogged up our phone lines for a couple of days and they still call to this day. There's not a month that goes by 10 years later that they go, oh yeah, by the way, we have a free lifetime thermostat warranty. We use Service Titan. We created tags in there and we mark them, but we all know it's never the thermostat. You know, most people, if you ask them what brand of heating and air they have, almost all of them say Honeywell. It's amazing that they associate that thermostat to what they have as far as equipment. So I'm just glad Andrew's going to be able to pull this off for us because <laughs> I'm, re I'm really excited to get this going again. It, it's a no-brainer. It's going to pay off for years and years. The shelf life of that sticker is quite a while, so it's going to sit on the wall probably for 12 years. Where else can you get that inside of a home? Wonderful. That's helpful feedback. Tom, based on what you've seen come through here, are there any other points that you want to make to the gang that's here today? Yeah. So by way of background, Keith and I know each other for probably longer than we care to admit. And the credit for this idea actually goes to uh, Steve Miles from Jerry Kelly, if I recall. Keith, way back when in the mix group, he did it and it worked. And we just, you get a good idea and you liberally borrow it. And I would echo Keith's sentiment. I don't recall changing a thermostat, but I would tell you what, if I did nowadays with social media, I would take pictures and post it online and be the happy. I would love to change a free thermostat, man. I can't wait to get the first one. So that is, and the video was not, somebody put a, posted a comment like, why is Tom doing that? That's actually a video to my team to explain to them to overcome their objections. We do a lot with video. So we have a whole platform where our internal messaging and training is video-based. So if we were to hire a new CSR, they would watch that lifetime video and know how to explain it. And we will actually have a consumer version of that video that will live on our website. So when they go to register and they will have questions about it, we'll explain them at that time. It's worth the eight, whatever Andrew said, the increase is with a sticker on there. I can't buy stickers for that much that I could hand out. So it's a no brainer. I'm happy to answer any questions. Obviously Keith done it, I've done it. We could run you through it, but high value, pretty low risk. And most competitors won't do it because they're afraid of it. Love it. I see a couple of comments still coming in about this uh, promotion here. Doug, awesome. So you asked uh, directly, how do you decide the value of the stat? So tell us specifically what you're wondering there, if there's anything beyond that question, and then I'll have uh, Keith and Tom probably give you some insight on that. Yeah, I may have missed something, but I understand giving a credit towards maybe a, a higher dollar value stat, but how do you assess the initial value of the stat that you're warranting? Keith? 10 years ago, we valued it at $299. That's what we were selling them for at the time. We wanted them to be believable. And I would say use your current price. Take your average thermostat you put in and set the value there. The more realistic it is, the better off you're going to be. Like the base level stat that we have on our flat rate, use it, use that right. value for it. Okay, that makes sense. Right. Absolutely. There's not a lot of risk here for you. We all know it's never the thermostat, but it, if you listen sure. to the phone calls, that's what they always think it is. Tom, over they, to you. What are your thoughts on that? I concur with Keith. We use the, we're going to set our value this time to a basic Honeywell, like Pro 5000, Pro 6000, non-Wi-Fi, like we would legitimately offer as like our base option. So if they have a crappier version of something older, they're getting a free upgrade, man. But if they've got like a communicating stat or something more elaborate, then no. Keith nailed the key phrases. It has to be believable because the skeptic is going to say there's no such thing as a free lunch. 
And actually, in this case, there is. The other yep. thing I wanted to share about this card, and I, I'm going to put Andrew on the spot or Ashley on the spot, but here's the thought, because we do other trades. So we do plumbing, we're adding electrical right now, later this month. I was thinking about having Andrew print me up like an extra 10,000 cards that when my guys are on plumbing calls and electrical calls to give the customer like, hey, by the way, we also do HVAC and here's a way you can register and you will give you a free lifetime warranty on your thermostat and help me cross-pollinate those other trades. So I don't know if he'll do it or not, but that's going to be my desire to get more stickiness off of my plumbing and electrical calls. So you're saying if somebody gives you a plumbing call and they're not, they're just going to ignore, they ignore the, the label for a free. We're on a plumbing call, say a backed up drain or a water heater problem. When my techs are wrapping up as, oh, by the way, they're giving them the card with the sticker. Just go ahead and register this and you'll have a free lifetime warranty on your thermostat. Seems like a super easy way to incentivize them yeah. to give me their HVAC business in addition to their plumbing or electrical too. Hey, Tom. Yeah, we'll come up with can a price. A can I ask a quick question about that? Does that mean sure. that you would not be sending those to your current client? Well, I'm going to send them to my current clients too. But if I get a new client who somehow didn't get this piece of mail or didn't register, I'll just keep, gotcha. I mean, I'll keep hammering on it every time I'm in the house. For that matter, my HVAC guys will know from Service Titan whether they're part of the lifetime warranty program with the tag. If they're not, say, hey, great news. We're all set. AC's running again. And by the way, hey, if you do this, you register your thermostat, we'll warranty your thermostat for life and get ongoing that stickiness. Ashley, the thing that you're also not considering, which is not every lead comes from us. I know, but I'm just thinking if they were sending them to the current clients, then all of the electrical plumbing, you know, HVAC, all of the customers should be getting it. But yeah, Tom's right. Doug, did we answer your question? I want to give you an opportunity to probe if there's anything else that you're curious about there, Doug. Did we get you? No, no, I think I got it. I think I got it. So you're saying even if you got the lead from somewhere else you're already on a service call and they may not have gotten this card you're you're saying go ahead and offer them that even if they've already called you uh, yeah me to me the hard part of a customer today in an amazon world is the stickiness to get them to call back yeah and amazon now google was a verb a couple of years ago today amazon is a verb amazon i heard somebody say it today just amazon sure. and google. so i don't want them to amazon that thermostat i want them to griffin that thermostat yeah. Or climate that thermostat. So gotcha. uh, I'm giving away very little risk. Actually, I think it's more risky to give away a $50 off your next service call than it is to give away a free lifetime thermostat. Keith said, make sure to put a uh, text or call on the mailer or your phones will blow up the day they hit. Keith, I take it you're saying that from experience. Absolutely. 10 years ago, we didn't have the ability for live chat. So now with the ability to text and live chat, it's a lot easier to respond to the numbers that you're going to receive from this by putting that on there. Make sure that the number that you put on there to call is also has the ability to receive text because it's going to be way easier for you to be able to have something auto-populated there where you can say, all right, give us your name, your address, how's your system, what kind of thermostat, all the information we need to be able to market to them in the future. Awesome. I want to move now to what we call the roundtable discussion. Looks like we're right on track here. I want to uh, talk about a few of the questions that you all submitted in advance of the event today. And uh, I also want to make sure that we get some feedback on Drew's question around the new movers list. So 
Just to, to remind everybody, when you signed up for the session today, we asked you what you hope to gain out of the session, what your number one uh, hope was coming into the session, uh, that you could gain some insight here from your peers and from the best postcards on. And so for the next few moments, I want to talk about a few of those. And I want to give you all opportunity to not only hear from folks like Lou Habaika, Tom Casey, and Andrew and the team, but also your peers here around some of these questions. So the first one uh, that came in, and I want to see your hands come up or drop us a note there in the chat if you want to chime in. But a few of you asked this, and Andrew already touched on this, but how are you all thinking, how should we market during the slow times? I'll start with uh, you, Tom, because I know you're always ready uh, on the spot. You've got to, in my opinion, first know when your slow times are and be ready to market before there's slow times. Because if okay. it's slow times, it's too late to start marketing. We work with Ashley and Andrew to get like things in queue. So if it's the season extends a little further or starts, ends a little sooner, we're ready to rock and roll. But I don't think anything beats, and I think Lou would agree with this too, nothing beats low cost safety inspections that actually have a lot of value. Nothing's easier to get in the home than to offer a great value on an inspection. And for us, we always guarantee it with, if we do that inspection, we'll give you a no breakdown guarantee, which is very similar to how the lifetime thermostat warranty works. That if we do an inspection and if the water heater breaks or the drain backs up or a breaker trips or the AC doesn't work or whatever it is, we'll come back out for free because it's probably something else going on. It's all about getting the next call. A success formula in my mind is growth, retain plus retain for success. So grow with marketing, sending our mailers out that Andrew does for us, do an amazing job, wow service, retain the clients and retain the associates who work for us. If we can do grow, retain, we'll kick ass. And that to me is by safety inspections and tune-ups. I want to give Lou an opportunity to answer this question. Lou, you're the most likable person in this group. Let's hear your perspective on how we should market during the slow times. All right, great. Thanks, Dave. At this point, I like to address the uh, the pain. So a lot of consumers or customers have experienced pain over a long, hot summer, right? Whatever the season was. And hindsight 2020, they may have had some repairs done, some things happened, and maybe they're not happy with what they did or something is continuing to happen or maybe something new. So they're looking back and saying, I really should have listened to Tom. He told me to do this and I didn't or I listen to this other guy and they're feeling like really guilty and bad about the decisions they made. They make crappy decisions. So at that point, it's best to be able to give them an out. So at the end of a season, so August, September, I always look at, I have a buyback repair. It's up to a thousand dollars off towards a brand new system. I'll buy back your repairs. So not only do I buy my customer repairs back, but to my prospect mailers, I'll buy anybody else's repairs back up to $1,000. So it basically gives them an out. They feel good about it. I'm addressing their pain. That's a good way to be able to look at it. Tom had mentioned free inspections, complimentary safety inspections, and use that word safety because consumers, your customers are all about keeping their family safe. Those are always an excellent way to be able to get in and create some opportunities. And again, you're just, you're, inspecting you are letting the customer know letting them know exactly what you found and where they're at and basically bring it to their attention and they're going to trust you and like you and especially if you're as likable as me and then ask you what would you do lou what do you think i should do 
And then you're pretty much golden at that point, but it creates a lot of great opportunities. So addressing the pain, free inspections, this thermostat sticker, lifetime thermostat sticker, that's an excellent way to be able to not only own the customer, but that customer is going to move on. You can own the home. We did that for a good 10, 15 years. I did get away from it. I like some of the changes that Tom's brought into it with a maybe a limited stat value. I did not have that. And we got away from the typical cheapo thermostat and pretty much everything we use is a lot of inverter systems. They're high-end controls. But again, you're right. You can put a limited value and very seldom is it the thermostat, but that's what the consumer knows. So those are a so few Lou, ideas. Lou, if you didn't state the stat value, then what did you do instead? How did you do it? Basically, it was a lifetime thermostat warranty. We would replace okay. like for like. And uh, we got caught a few times, but we ended up getting away from it just because we don't put in thermostats anymore. We put in high-end Wi-Fi computerized controls that our sell price is well over $1,000 for these things. And uh, so we got away from it. But again, that's pretty much a lot of our customer base, our non-customer base. So a lifetime warranty on their thermostat. The other issue that we did run into, and again, this is just some individuals, they didn't like a sticker on their thermostat. So if we can make the sticker as pleasant looking as possible, uh, mm. because the thermostat on the wall, the control on the wall is no longer a Honeywell round T87. It's more of uh, people, they look at it as more of a piece of art. They want it to look really nice, especially with all the options out there. What we have in the pipeline is just a clear sticker, an inch by three quarters of an inch. And the black and white will just say the name of your company, the your phone number, and the the registration number. So I'm thinking it's going to be hardly noticeable. That would be good. Yeah, that's important, yeah. especially for the aesthetics. I didn't hear much about the registration process. Can we touch base on that for just a minute? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Do you have thoughts on that or do you want me to bring Tom back on? No, I want to bring Tom back on on what he's doing. I did not have a registration process. We just relied okay. on the sticker. They called, they had the sticker. It was under warranty. We replaced like for like. So a, a website, you know, online registration, if he's going to have a link on his site, a page on his site where they go register yeah. or something like that. that yeah, let's great. see. Good question. Tom, how do you handle that? We're going to put him into our database in service site. And so we have to have the you own know, name, address, phone number, email, minimally. If somebody doesn't like to give that stuff, I'm sorry, then we just can't help you out. The lifetime warranty, simple as that. I just put a but note- you build a like, form on your website where they go and they well, do that themselves or someone does an intake on that? It'll be intake with the CSRs that they call into the phone number, but we are working with our web provider to have a form and then have it be one of the sliders on the main page, like they'll see it quickly. Okay. And we'll probably have a custom URL on the card versus the regular URL. Because I think- Again, it'll be like a contact form, name, address, phone number, email. <clears throat> and we'll probably ask them how many thermostats. Three, two. At the end of the day, I don't really care. I just want the phone call. If they won't provide all their information, then they're not eligible. But I think the sticker in my mind, and, and I agree with Lou, people are not going to put the sticker on a Nest. They're not going to put it on like a flat screen. There's too, there's too much aesthetic stuff. It's clear. But I think the sticker is more of catchiness on the card than actual use in, in practicality. But I thought about almost saying, put this on your furnace or on your air handler or something where they would be more likely to put it. 
And so that anyone walks up to it and goes, oh, I want to call these guys. But that's my take, Lou. I don't know if I answered your question or not, but I'm going to keep it real simple. Name, rank, sale number, and you're registered when we come out. What about a QR code that that takes them right to a site that automatically is filled out for them, for you? We could do a QR code on our website. That's a great idea. I hadn't thought that far ahead, but that that could be really awesome. Or just scan this to register and they're done. Have your, we have the name, address, and all they have to do is put in the phone number. Don't let it accept without the phone number, but it takes a lot of all that phishing and typing because people hate filling out forms. Dave, is there something that we can do to help offer this? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we can help make that as frictionless as possible with the QR code or even if you all are looking for kind of a, a URL that's specific to that form, what Tom is describing, let the folks know at the best postcards if you're interested in that help and we can get that set up with you. Lou, did we answer your question? Did that help? Did Tom's clarification? Perfect. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Good conversation here, folks. I want to do one more before we give Andrew the closing word today for our mastermind. So the question here, and uh, maybe I'll start with you, Andrew, since you can see across so many of these different industries uh, and different types of companies. But the question that came in, a couple questions around this. What should we be doing digitally to complement the postcard campaigns? What are others doing? So, Andrew, briefly, what are you seeing and what do you think we need to be paying attention to? Listen, I, as much as um, when my difficulties with online and digital marketing isn't that it doesn't work. It's just that there's just so 10 million experts out there and it's impossible to find the right person. And if you do find the right person, it's like finding a needle in the haystack. I believe there's a lot of lack of transparency. Just layers are important. Definitely keep your digital stuff on. Obviously, I like to see people not acquiring clients through pay-per-click, but through brand recognition, something that lasts forever. And like looking at someone like Lou, who's you look at his customer list and it just continually grows after two years after being so large, he doesn't lose accounts. And it's amazing. And if we look back at all the accounts that we had, if we just didn't lose them, we would never need to do anything. Like there's a built-in, if Lou wanted to scale down all he wanted and just deal with his existing clients, he'd probably raise his margins 15, 15%. It just, there's something beautiful about opening, owning a customer and just realize that when it, where, whenever you think you know where a lead is coming from, you have no clue. It's impossible. Even when I do these matchback reports and I want to show you that you got 85 clients, I don't know that someone didn't see your truck the next day and just log on. There's no way to give perfect attribution. It's in, even in our world where all of our success used to be predicated on uh, call tracking. Call tracking is irrelevant like, right now. It's the same thing as a URL. Nobody's using it. They're calling in. They want. They, they see your services. They want to see your reviews. They want to see your testimonials. The world is now revolved around sending leads to the internet. So just know that everything plays a part in everything else and everything makes everything else work better. Being involved in the community, everything. So... That's really it. Andrew, I see another question here from Denny, which we can definitely help with as well, Drew. But Denny is saying, I've seen where you can send a postcard to people uh, who, who visit the website and without filling any form, any thoughts on this? Let's just make sure we understand Denny's question. Denny, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah. So I've seen where it's actually happened to me before where I got a postcard for just visiting somebody's website. I guess from your login of your web browser, they scrape your information and send you a postcard from that. 
And I was wondering if anybody's done that for services. Yeah. So the way it typically works, Denny, is it's based on the IP address. So it's a reverse IP address to a physical mailing address. And so if that's something you're interested in, you can talk to your team at the Best Postcards. And from a technology perspective, we can help you understand how to do that. But Drew, do you want to say anything about that? Or is there anyone else who's done that? Anybody else who's done that? You know what? I would say you could definitely do it with postcards, but anybody's doing a newsletter or doing a an existing client, like a, an email blast, you can put a pearl on it. You can put a, a tag on it. You can follow people to where they actually went on your website and get an idea of if this guy was in this plumbing section for three minutes or and then make educated guesses about whether you want to send the postcard or not. I know that it's something that we can help you guys do and you can be careful. I guess it's not be careful, but a lot we don't know exactly where all the traffic is coming from and whether we want to send the people mail. It's not something that I'm thoroughly, to be honest with you, like I really want to do because sending out three pieces of mail in a month is it's easier. It's easier to get to that information and have you send it out. And Dave might have some web to print stuff, but it would be difficult for us to send out five pieces or if it's reasonable, we'll do it. But it's let's make a plate for five pieces, which is difficult for us. What I want to do is I want to give you, Andrew, an opportunity to say thank you. And uh, the final word here before we let everyone go for this evening. So Andrew, the floor is yours. I just want to thank you all for coming and joining and hopefully we build momentum and we can get this as something that becomes a valuable asset for people to ask questions and, you know, get different pers perspectives. I want to thank you all for being here. I look forward to seeing everybody at the next event. Hopefully you got out of this as much as uh, we did. And I hope everyone has a great rest of the evening. Talk to you all soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody, I hope you enjoy that episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, if you're getting value out of this, it would mean the world to us if you could go over to iTunes and rate and review this podcast. We're still trying to figure out if this is the right name for it. We might go through a renaming. So if you have any suggestions, let me know. And uh, I would love it if you could email us david.rosendahl at mindfireinc.com. If you're hearing this right now, so david.rosendahl at mindfireinc.com. Just send us a little note. Let us know if you found this episode valuable, if you found it helpful. And also let us know if there's anything else that you would like to hear about on the podcast. We're going to be investing quite a bit into producing these episodes for you. And I want to make sure they're delivering you value. All right. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Talk to you later.